Hi there. My name is Dr. Pragenta, and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. And ultimately, I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, and let's get started with today's guest. Latrina Walden is the founder and CEO of Latrina Walden Exam Solutions, which is a seven-figure nursing business, okay? Latrina has two master's degrees, both as a family nurse practitioner and a health administration degree. She has over 20 years of nursing experience as a home administrator dialysis nurse. She's an emergency room nurse and she works as a family nurse practitioner, I believe at a free clinic, correct? Yeah. Yeah. She has dedicated her last decade to bringing her passion of family and nursing into the university and online setting classrooms as a dedicated nursing professor. She's bridging the gaps by teaching easy to digest strategies through pre-recorded videos and live interactive tutoring sessions. And these courses that are not only fun, but concise have supported graduate candidates across U.S. and Canada. And I believe you're international. Yeah, we've had people in Guam too, which has been That's really exciting. <laughs> so yeah. And she's helping people pass their nurse practitioner exams. And she has been expanding her business to not just help people with the exams, but also helping them throughout their degree. So what I also find the most special and the sweetest is that her most important roles are mom and wife and doing things that she loves, like running half Ironman triathlons. And I just absolutely am so amped to talk to you today. That's all I got to say. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. That was pretty awesome. I mean, I sound amazing, but thank you. <laughs> so let's dive right in. Explain to me what you do for a living. How do you see yourself? And what does a day look like for you? I want to walk yeah. a day in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, no, I see my, well, I'll explain what I do first. So yeah. again, I'm Latrina Walden of Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. I'm an education company and that's basically what I formed. And what I do primarily is I help nurse practitioners pass their board exams. That is what I'm known for, the test prep. And I'm different and I'm fun. I am different because... I like to take these big concepts that we are dealing with, basically saving people's lives and just make it really relatable and easy to digest. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Like you're going to kill them if you do that. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have fun with this because we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. And we work really hard for this license. The other parts that I do is I have the private MP group, which we'll talk about later. And I'm also pivoting a little bit because I see my nurses and my nurse practitioners in need of help. I'm aiming and talking to these hospital 
organizations and these systems and trying to figure out what can we do to help the morale, to help keep nurses, to make you guys happy so that you stay where you're at. Because again, having that background, I see things that can be done. It's just, are they willing to be done? I, I do a lot. Um, kind of the day in the life of me is waking up and believe it or not, first thing I usually do is exercise. That is my time. I'm usually popping up around 5.30, 6 o'clock and it is most likely a run or a bike that is going on. I am a Peloton fanatic. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but I do enjoy their equipment. So I do use it. And then it's time to be mom. I am momming it up till about 10 and 11 o'clock, making sure the kids are up because what I also do is I also homeschool. So we do that. I do have help. I want people to know that. I, I am able to have help, which is, it hasn't always been that way, but now I am. I am making sure they are up and ready to get to school. And after that, it is because we are in a panini. I am, <laughs> you know, on, on my computer and I am usually in meetings with my team because when you contact L West, which we affectionately call ourselves, we are a full-fledged organization. I have a full team that helps me with pieces of this as we continue to grow. It is a lot of, a lot of organizing, a lot of what I'm used to running things, getting things together and hopefully talking to people like you throughout my day and things like that. When you said homeschooling, that is something on my heart as well. And that is not easy on top of running a seven figure business. You're just incredible. Trust me there. there, Again, I'm sure we'll talk about it. There's definitely some tears and it is not easy. And there is some frustration. I don't want everyone to think that it is very easy because it's not. But as you know better, you do better. So when you are able, you get help mm -hmm. and you start to acknowledge that you need the help and you can't do it all. So you just start to do that. So for my listener who's like astounded like I am and then thinking, <laughs> how did she get here? How did she, because you didn't wake up and all of a sudden somebody be like, here is a seven figure business. <laughs> No, so, like you started somewhere. You were in your basement from what I've been yeah, listening, starting really this thing. And so no, I think it's beautiful because I record my podcast in the closet. So I'm like, if I could record podcasts in the closet. Listen, <laughs> the pictures that I have, and I'm going to show you guys probably later on this year, but the pictures that I have, it's hilarious. Like the ceiling is missing out my basement because it's a drop. It was a drop ceiling. Uh, so oh you my gosh! Like insulation, but again, if you have the answer to a solution and you know that you're truly walking in your purpose, you just kind of keep going, and you can't yeah. let anything recording in the closet or kids knocking at the door. Um, you can't let anything stop you because I am terrified that my kids are about to walk <laughs> through my office because I forgot <laughs> to close the door. <laughs> but, if it um, happens, we'll take it. Here, it was a side hustle. I. In amongst, you know, working on the floor and becoming a nurse practitioner, I was also a professor. And I did that at a, started at a two year, went to a four year and stayed there for like eight, nine years and really loved teaching. It's just something that I've done as I've worked clinically. What I did was when I was becoming a nurse practitioner, I realized hmm, there's some gaps here. Like I, there's something missing between the application of the material for the tests and then being able to like transition from school to thinking like the test is going to think. Mm -hmm. So I literally just kind of put my services out there and was just like, guys, 
I think I can do this better. Anyone want to study with me? And I'd have one or two people say yes, and they would pass. And then I had that one person, because all it takes is one. I had that one person that went back and told her entire graduating class and was like, you need to pay attention to this person. I don't know if you know who she is um, and what she's doing, but she's so much fun. She's able to get you to remember those concepts. And then it just exploded. When did you decide to become a nurse? Take me back all the yeah. way back there. Cause I yeah, want to know. Because like I said, like you said, I started as an administrator. So I was a nursing home administrator first and was doing that for 10 years. So I had an 88 bed and a 59 bed facility and I'd walk between the two and that was my life. And then I moved to Georgia cause that was in California. Moved yeah. to Georgia, became a dialysis administrator. Everybody who was a dialysis administrator in my region was a nurse. I was the only like non-nurse and my VP at the time who became a very good mentor took a chance on me. And she was like, I'm gonna hire you cause you seem really smart. It's like, cool. So I, we were in the car one day and I looked at her and I said, I think I want to be a nurse. And she looked at me dead in my face. I'll never forget. Cause we were like at McDonald's or something. <laughs> and she looked at me dead in my face and was like, I think you should do it. And that was all she wrote. And when I tell oh. you those people were so supportive, I worked full time while going to school, except for the last semester I took a leave of absence. I'd have like survey, walk into my dialysis clinic and other administrators would come and take over until I could get there. Like they were amazing. And I could never repay my mm. team. I just could never repay them. That was when you became a nurse. And then you worked at the different myriad of nursing jobs. And were yeah. you always in leadership roles? I mean, coming from running a dialysis clinic, yeah. I feel like it'd be hard to step onto like a med surge floor so it nurse was. job. <laughs> it definitely was. It was not easy because you yeah. see them doing things and talking to people and being like, I wouldn't do it that way. Like yeah. that's not, if you want someone to work for you, you don't talk to them like that. I came from dialysis and then I went to Grady. Ha. So, you know, if you know anything about the Southeast, it's the largest teaching hospital in the Southeast. Everybody wow. who's, everybody goes to Grady and I became an ER nurse. I wanted to learn fast and that's where you do it. Yeah. And it was amazing. It yeah. Was, you get thrown amazing. in the trenches quick. Like you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> like your first day, you're like looking in someone's open chest and you're like, uh, <laughs> That can't be normal. <laughs> You're working. So you do the RN job. You work through all the, the different spots. You then become a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And what was your first nurse practitioner job? I worked in private practice. I worked in private practice uh. for a, oh, and I have stories, but we're not going to go there for a husband uh. and wife team. And that was difficult within itself, but I lasted. And at the time, L West was growing. So I was still teaching on the side and oh. doing my little side hustle. Yeah. And it became so much that I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I was only working part time because I uh, was fortunate. I did not have to, I saw my kids, my kids are little, you know what I mean? I couldn't work full time and, and, and do that at the same time. It just wasn't going to yeah. work. And like I said, you know, my first jobs, mom and wife. So if it didn't work for my family, schedule wise, 
and full time did not work for us schedule wise. We was gonna figure out the budget. We was gonna figure it out because yep. <laughs> working full time is not it. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I felt the same way when I had my son and I went back yeah. full time when I was on maternity leave. I asked to go part time and they told me no, which I don't they think I've ever you know. shared before. They tell you no, so I took the no. I was like, okay, well, I just gotta come back and I said I'll do four days, four tens, which didn't realize that means you have to be up really early and you're still there late. So it's still yeah. your time, even though yeah. it's it's condensed. I feel that same thing. And I don't know why more nurses don't grab that and just hold on to it and just be like, just, this doesn't work. That, Sorry. It doesn't work. And I'm <laughs> telling you, that's how I make all my decisions. If it does not work for my family, it will not work for me at all, period. And I have no, no is a complete sentence. And I have no problem saying it because at the end of the day, they're more important to me than yes. any of this. Yes. And I tell my son all the time, he's 10, but I used to tell him when he was like five and he had no idea, but I'd be like, I'll throw all of this away. I Ooh, do girl, not you make me cry. You go make me yeah, cry, girl. But it's true. Like we, I, they are me. I do all of this for them. And if that means that I have to sit with them and teach them, yeah, I will. They mean that much to me. And my husband means that much to me. I'm going to put in the work for my marriage. Yeah. And if that means I can't be here, that's what that means. You know what I mean? So sorry if you don't see me on Instagram all the time. It's probably because I'm with my family doing something, you know? A hundred percent. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I think with that in mindset, with that new mindset, I think that you would be happier. You would look back on your life and feel more fulfilled, not drained because you're putting first things first. It's like that analogy or that word picture where they you have like a jar and you pour all the big balls in first, right? And so those big balls in, in our lives are just our family, our husband, our children, um, taking care of this place first and then pouring in all the other little things and they all end up fitting. And here you are, this beautiful shining example of how you built that little thing. You're not being lazy. You're being very intentional, working very hard, but also, again, being very intentional with your family and putting those as the big things. Go ahead. I, I need people to understand that every move that I make has been so strategic. And I don't just move and I go to a different company. I didn't just work jobs just because I was chasing the money. It was very strategic. I either wanted mm -hmm. to learn something or there was a reason because it gave me some kind of flexibility or some growth or something. It was very strategic. I know a lot of us are out here like, we can go make that dollar because we can. But at what toll? Is it a toll on you? Is it a toll on your family? Is it a toll? At what point are you going to stop and say, no, I've got to do it for me? And that's what's important. Yeah. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what your training offers, because I really want people to understand what you're bringing to the table. Because when I went and did my own research, I was like, <laughs> I wish I would have known about this. Like hundred percent, like Fitzgerald, I did the Fitzgerald training, yeah. but this is going to help you for your whole nursing yeah. program. The whole nursing program. And that's, I mean, you're exactly right because we're trying to grab you. Like we're in this period where we're transitioning. We're trying to grab you in the second to last semester before you graduate. And what I do is I like to explain it as I created digital study guides. That's the best way to explain it. And so it is 
me PowerPoints and a lecture because a lot of schools don't lecture these days. Mm-mm. And I am literally walking you through these disease processes and what that looks like, what it looks like when a patient walks in, not just the book stuff that you can read, what it looks like when a patient walks in, what would they say to get you to clue in to be like, this is the disease process. Mm-hmm. And then I give you little tips and tricks as to how to match the medicines to the disease process, how to figure out what treatment it is and all of that good stuff. It's fun because I do say some crazy things, but (laughs) we have a good time doing it. Absolutely. Who are your, your lessons and your courses for? Like what certifications are you covering? That's Absolutely. the word. So we do FNP, we do AGNP. Obviously, if you want to take ANCC, that we'll cover that as well. But we haven't branched out to acute or psych. I get a lot of requests for that. Don't worry, it's on the radar. But this stuff takes a lot of research and a lot of constant updating. So it takes a while for those things to come out. Right now, MP students, if you are interested, that's where you would go, you know, and I, there's a plethora of things. There's the crash course, there's PowerPoints, because again, it's different. When you are studying for boards, it's not like you were studying in school. You know, it's very, very different. People are like, I got a 4.0 in school. I love it, but that means nothing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, yeah. people sometimes learn the hard way. Gotcha. And you've got the MP Collective. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. So MP Collective, I got a lot of requests for, all right, I passed. Now what, Professor Walden? Like, help me out. (laughs) I was like, we need a place to go after we pass board. So MP Collective is a private MP group, and we help transition you from a novice MP to an expert MP. And so I have literally amassed all of this education, and I do these masterminds, and we have case studies, and I have special guests, and We talk about everything in that group and you have access to everything pre-recorded, recorded. If you missed it, don't worry. You can go back and get it. We give constant CEUs. So if you need CEUs, you can just go in there and click your certificate. Boom. We keep track of it so you don't have to keep track of it. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Usually people are super surprised once they get access and they're just like, what? I mean, we talk about everything, taxes, different jobs, like how to get a job. The last thing we did was we had someone come in and teach us how to read x-rays. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we're literally doing, we are doing amazing things in there. What I liked when I heard about the MP Collective was that you had created a safe space for nurse practitioners because all these Facebook groups that you think like, well, I'm a part of this Facebook group and I'm hanging out with these people. It's not protected. So anybody can come in. Anybody can come in. And it's scary because you I see it on Twitter because, you know, there's that whole beef with MPs and MDs, which is completely just silly. Yeah. But they will take those screenshots and they will put them on Twitter. And then you'll have 50 million doctors like responding to how an MP doesn't know how to do this or how an MP doesn't know how to. Do... It's ridiculous. So our group which is completely run by L West, it is a safe, confidential space. You cannot get in if you do not have a license. So we are verifying you. If you are not an RN or an NP, I'm sorry, you are not allowed to come in. And we want to see your number, your license number, and we want to see your face. (laughs) I love that. We need to know who you are before we let in. So you don't 
have any worries about being screenshotted into the atmosphere. Well, the other thing that I like that you offer is hashtag NP in five minutes, which I was like, what? How can you be NP in five minutes? But I did want to know what that was about. It's so funny. It's something that I started. It's in the Bronx clinical crash course. And uh, I, I guess I didn't realize it when I'm teaching. Apparently, I'm very encouraging when I'm teaching. <laughs> and I say it a lot. I'd be like, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to get this. And we talk about a disease process. And I'll go, and you too can be an MP in five minutes. Come on, let's get this. <laughs> and it just became this thing that people run with. And so they will hashtag us when they pass and all the it's just really really fun but it's just in the learning it's like don't worry about it don't stress you'll be an mp in five minutes don't worry whenever i interview people i always ask them about a high and a low because i always want to i always want to acknowledge that like there have been moments that you've had to overcome something but there's also been huge wins yeah so could you give me an example of one of each yeah so i think i'll start with a low because you know, we always do. Yeah. <laughs> so, Start bad and high. Has been building, for me, has been building this team remotely. It has been really, really difficult. And it is not an easy process to never meet someone, but then trust them with your baby. And we've had a couple of folks who have not worked out, but at the end of the day, it just is what it is. And I have to I have to deal with that. At the end of the day, I am the CEO. Everything falls on me. So if someone didn't understand, I probably didn't explain it right. And I apologize profusely, but that's okay for them not to fit. And I don't take that lightly. So I just want you guys to know that. Like, I don't take employing people lightly because people's whole families rely on that. So for me, it creates a lot of anxiety. It creates Mm. that. So that's a low for me and I'm still processing through that. But as far as a high, I think I'll share this. This is a new one. So LWS just acquired their own building. So we have an office space. Um, it's about 5,000 square feet and we're so excited. Like we're, we're literally moving in as we speak and I'm having my first team retreat there in a month. I mean, it is... It's really, really exciting. We are growing and all this money, we are reinvesting back into the company at a ridiculous rate, trying to make sure we give you guys what you need. You made me want to take my NP exam all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Almost, almost. I just want to support you. Those are great answers to those questions. Thank you for sharing. And along the way, I think you described earlier, you had a a really good mentor, the dialysis administrator, that she was super supportive. But I find that there is a lack of mentorship in nursing. And I think you talked about this on another podcast episode that I was listening to, that you kind of feel like there's this eat this young thing. And the way you described it and how like I could tell you were getting emotional and like passionate about it. I was like, oh, this is good right here. This is a sore (laughs) spot for her that she definitely feels passionate about, which I thought was very interesting. But I I just wondered, like, have you ever gotten a piece of advice or, you know, any other mentorship that you felt like was really beneficial to you? Because as you've been building this, I know there's been huge gaps of things that you didn't know. So how did you bridge those gaps? Who helped you if anybody did? Because a lot of nurses get on here and say that they unfortunately did not get a lot of mentorship. Yeah, no, I absolutely have a mentor. I am not ashamed to admit it. She is in business. So I think one of the first things before I even mention who and all that good stuff 
is that I want to encourage nurses to not necessarily look for a nurse mentor because business is business is business. And remember that is my background. So business principles and things like that, they maneuver across industries. So your mentor does not have to be a nurse. So my mentor is not a nurse. However, she is in business. She is Nicole Walters. So um, Nicole Walters is who I personally work with. And uh, we speak a lot and she helps to fill in those gaps. But again, I and I am not one of those people who went for a lot of coaches and vetted and all that good stuff. But I understand business. And I know when someone knows what they're talking about and is very smart at what they do. Um, and can put me in places and rooms that I need to be in. And that's what a true mentor and coach should be doing. They should be guiding you into those situations. I know I have them and I get really upset when folks just want to start a mentorship business or start a coaching business. And it's like, you haven't been through anything. Cause I get that request a lot. Like, can you do something? I will do it. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'd have people come in, but I, I'm, I am still learning some things and processes in my business that, and being put in places where if I, I get to where I want to be, then I can pull Sandra with me and yeah. put her like, you need to talk to Sandra. That's what you want to happen when you are coaching and mentoring with someone. Yeah, I agree. I do hear what you're saying. And I do I have an issue with that as well. Like mentoring and yet you don't really have much experience and you don't really have these yeah. things mastered. I think yeah. there is something that you have to kind of recognize like where your knowledge is and where it's not. And I wonder sometimes if people are mentoring and yet they haven't really done that part. And so yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that you've got to really understand what you're offering and working as a guide. And I had a, an earlier conversation today, and I think there are things that you can offer to someone who's further behind you as, mm -hmm. you know, a nurse practitioner or whatever, yeah. but being able to go, listen, I know how to do the nursing business and that whole thing, that might be something that you don't feel comfortable with. And so you shouldn't mentor until you feel ready. It's such a coaching world now and everyone wants to coach. And so you really do have to be careful. I hate to be like that, but you do, because uh -huh. I don't want, I mean, Let's be real, like our, us as nurses and nurse practitioners, we're already taken advantage of <laughs> all the time by our organizations and the way that yeah. they work us and things like that. Like we don't need someone else to do that to us. Let That's alone really good. Like, so when it comes from a peer, it is even more painful. Mm -hmm. It is more hurtful. And I hate to see that. I don't want to hear that she took advantage of me and I didn't get what I needed because at the end of the day, we're all just looking for what we need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're trying to do these big things. So you really just have to be careful and vet your person. And even just if you're doing, you know, those discovery calls that they, you know, that we do ask those pertinent questions. What can you do for me in order to just get to the next level? I, I would like to ask you is, what are some questions that you can ask someone is presenting themselves as this mentor? Yeah. I will help you do this thing. What are some questions? Because I am talking to a lot of coaches and I yeah. do like, what's the difference between a coach and a mentor? And then yeah. with, you know, these all, there are all these new, like nuanced new names. Terms? Yes, <laughs> there are, there are. So one of the things that I love to ask, first of all, 
is I, do you have the time for me? <laughs> do you have the time? Because I don't want the coach or the mentor who has 15 other people. How are you truly investing in me as a person? And you have like 25 other people that you're dealing with. Yeah. How, how sway? Are we all in the same room together? Like, <laughs> like how is, how is this working? Yeah. So it's like, do you have the time for me? Because you should be carving out time on a daily basis. Probably the other question is, so where are you at in your business? Ooh. Because they're not going to like that. They're not. Because are they getting rich off of you or are they getting rich off of their own thing that they've been doing and this is just something that they like to be fulfilled and do? Yes. You know what I mean? So where are you at in your business? Why are you even doing this? Why are you choosing to mentor and to coach? Let me know. How long have you been in business? That's an important question. You should be vetting them as much as they're vetting you. Okay? Because wow. if they're taking your dollar, you got to know that you're going to get a return because we pay a lot of money for these folks. Yeah. Like coaching and mentoring is not easy. And I am a big proponent of paying for sources and knowledge and all that good stuff, but it's not cheap, you no. know? No. And so the kind of the difference between a mentor and a coach, and this is just my opinion. Yes. Yeah. So. But I'm interested. Uh, but a coach is going to coach you through the process, right? So they are going to give you guidelines. What do you think about this? Now, if you do that, keep in mind, this is going to happen on this side and this is going to happen on this side. Is that something that you truly want to move forward doing? As long as you take in the pros and the cons, I understand that. So there it's, I think of it like football. I'm a big football fan. Yeah. So things like football, the coach literally kind of makes the game plan and then stands there. I don't think you want right, to go that route. I think you want to make a left right here. Let yeah. me tell you why. Yeah. The mentor, they're going to do the same things, absolutely, but they are also going to take it up a notch and they are going to start putting you in rooms where you can talk to those pertinent people. They Ooh, have they're more a connector. The they're connecting. Right? They have more of the connections. So they are going to be like, I need you to talk to so-and-so. And they're not going to be ashamed to be like, I don't know, but I got a really good friend and this is their wheelhouse. Like, I don't own my own private practice, but I have a really good friend who does. Let me put you in contact with that person. Yeah. And let them move you forward. I like how you describe that. That they're almost kind of like a cogwheel and they're mm -hmm. able to put you in the direction of all these That's different it. connections. And again, there's a lot of nurse practitioners that I've spoken with that are that, like that I've spoken to one of them and they are like, hey, let me have you talk to this one. And I know this one yeah. and I know that one and mentors, but they've done that for yeah. me. And that's been really helpful. And I think we can do so that. If they've done that for you, then I'm just going to say that, Sandra, then you know that you're walking in your purpose. Because what I have figured out is that mm. when you are doing things and it comes easy to you. And it's not, you don't keep getting these roadblocks and things like that. And the puzzle pieces just fit, then you're walking in your purse. Come on. Keep doing what you're doing. Because if you're continuously trying to fit in the puzzle, you're not on the right path. And you may want to reevaluate what you're doing. That's so like really this business, I've never, like even getting this building, I walked in looking for a smaller space, part of this. And the landlord guy was like, I was like, what about this? He was like, well, I can give that to you. I said, well, show me upstairs. All right, I can give that to you. Everything came so easy. He's giving me lots of things for a discount. And it was just like, hello, Jesus. 
unicorn farts. Is that you? Mm. Are you talking to Amen. me? You know? yeah. So if, if that is what is happening, just keep keep walking through those doors because then you know that this is where you're supposed to be. That's awesome. Guys, did you hear that? Move towards things that come to you that you are not yes. fitting a, a round yes. peg and a square, a square hole. hole. Yes, exactly. Right? If, if it's not working, it's fine for it not to work. But if it's coming to you easy, you're doing something right. The universe yeah. is telling you you're doing it right. Keep going. Amen. Our last question of the interview is, I feel like you've given so many nuggets. I just, I can't even, I don't even want to ask you this question because I'm like, if you didn't get anything from what she just said, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help you. But, but, but what advice would you give to a new nurse starting off that you wish you would have known? You know, Latrina, she's just now graduated with an MP or her master's or even her bachelor's. I know you got your associate's degree first, right? And yeah. then you had your bachelor's paid. And so what was a piece of advice you would give her? So as a new nurse practitioner, I would definitely, and even as a new nurse, because I'm sure you have nurses watch yeah. as well. So as a new nurse and a new nurse practitioner, I would tell them that it's okay to leave. And I think that we, we take a lot, (laughs) we take a lot because again, how they, how they treat us is not always appropriate. And at the end of the day, it is for the betterment of the organization. We can say it, it's fine, but I am such at a place in my life where my happiness is everything to me. And I will Mm -hmm. be broke as my, like my husband says, as long as the lights stay on, we'll be fine. You know, we'll be fine. I've had this conversation with several nurse practitioners recently. It's okay to leave guys. If the position you are being talked to crazy, if the position is not fulfilling you, if you are not growing in that space, if you are not learning, because these are all things owed to you by an organization. Yeah. If you are not feeling that, it's fine to find somewhere else to feel that. Yes. Especially now. I think that's a really good piece of advice to hold on to. What would you say is a piece of advice to toss that you heard that you were like, that's garbage? (laughs) The first thing I thought was, you know, when you're a new nurse, like in the new RN and they're like, go to med surge. That's bull. Like, you don't have to go to med surge. Girl, if you don't want to go to med surge, don't go to med surge. Don't go to med surge. (laughs) Go somewhere else. But um, as far as even another piece of advice, just to toss, I, I, it kind of is along the same lines. It's just like, you need to stay at your job for a year. Like, girl, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I need us to understand that it is okay for us to leave and be happy and fulfilled in what we do. We deserve it just like any other industry does. And just because we choose to take care of people doesn't mean that we have to be treated like crap. And that's what's happening right now and it's not okay yeah and if that is affecting you girl get in therapy and leave (laughs) all these things that have been taboo and the previous generations have whispered about no we like therapy get in it (laughs) girl if you want to leave your job go ahead (laughs) you know we're not whispering anymore i love that i could talk to you like all day like it's not even I just can't even hide it. I'm like, what do you say? Every word. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. 
things I love to talk about. Last part of the interview is the rapid fire questions, questions, questions. Yeah. So ready? Yeah. To you, what is the best age to be? Oh, I think like 40. Mm. <laughs> you kind of you like come into your own. You don't care. I was just going to say you come into your power at 40. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite game of all time? But you said football, right? Yeah. Well, for like if you're talking like sports. Yes. Absolutely. Huge football fan in this house. Uh, what are you most grateful for in the whole world? Which you kind of answered. I already know your answer, but I want to hear it anyway. So say it again. Yeah. No, I... I probably my support system, which includes all of my family. It has not always been like this, but over time we have gone through some transitions. And when I tell y'all I have a partner in this marriage, it is not a joke. When I tell y'all that my children mean the world to me, it is not a joke. There have been many a times where you don't see me on the interwebs. It is because my family needed me and I do not hesitate to step away and take that time. And it's weird because sometimes I'll leave and come back, but. You are so in tune to the right things in my mind. I just look and I admire you. Huge admiration coming from me to you. So guys, where can people find you? You can find me at latrinawaldenexamsolutions.com. And it doesn't matter if you are a student or if you are a practicing MP, if you just need some words of encouragement, please feel free to email us. We will have CEUs coming for you soon as well. So if you're practicing, please don't leave us once you use our products and you pass. But you can also find me on all of the social interwebs. So I am there. I'm on IG. You'll see me and my crazy family and how we do things. And that's Latrina underscore Walden underscore NP. Super fancy, right? (laughs) You'll find us, but we're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on all the things. Perfect. Go and follow her everywhere, guys. She is incredible. And you are building such a wonderful brand. So, guys, that's it for today. Remember to enjoy the journey of your nursing career. Thanks for listening, guys. We are at the end of our time together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You could always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used as substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.